Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book 6 The Cabin Boy's Secret by E.M. Clark. Read by Lexi. Chapter 10 Hector Returns to the Palace. When the sleuths got to Sandopolis, they were all taken straight to the Palace of the Flowers to meet the royal family. When they arrived, they were shown into one of the cool marble waiting rooms. A messenger came straight up to Hector to usher him into a private meeting. Looking apprehensive, Hector followed the messenger and the others waited behind. I wonder why they want to speak to Hector on his own, wondered Sam aloud. I'm not sure, replied Zav with a frown. There's some secret afoot, said Milo. I wonder what it is. But no one could even guess. A while later, they were called into the presence chamber for a private meeting of the super sleuths, their families and the royal family of the House of Richmondo. As they entered the richly decorated presence chamber, they saw that Hector was standing with the rest of the royal family. He grinned as the sleuths stared at him in surprise, then hurriedly remembered where they were and bowed to the king and queen. We have great news to tell you, King Lucio cried, smiling widely. Hector has been a cabin boy, but had a secret that no one except Captain Jet knew, not even Hector himself. The king paused, then clapped Hector on the shoulder as he announced, Hector is the rightful heir to Frenchtown. The sleuth stared at their friend in astonishment. And his real name is Axel Larsen, the king continued. We have told Hector, or Axel as I should call him, how he was hidden away under a cloak of secrecy as a child. We feared for his safety due to Prince Igor. The rest of his family had been killed by the prince and his dark forces, and only Axel had survived. The sleuths were listening intently. The king went on. We believed no one knew his secret, and that he was safe under Captain Jet's eye aboard the Golden Ram. And he has been for many years. However, we recently discovered that there is a spy in the great library where the secrets are kept. Sadly, we learnt this too late to save you from capture. He looked at Zelly and then at Hector. Our sincere apologies to you both. The two children nodded their thanks. But why was it Hector and Zelly who the Countess kidnapped? burst out Zav. This time it was Queen Aurelia who spoke. Zelly and Hector, you are part of a prophecy made by the witches of Zazuma. There was silence in the presence chamber. The prophecy was about three children. Three, said Milo quickly. Zelly and Hector make two, but who's the third? Queen Aurelia paused. We do not know, she said with a sigh. I wish we did. We must find them, whoever they are, cried Sophie. They could be in danger. After all... Zelly and Hector have already been kidnapped. Who knows what else the Countess and Prince Igor are planning? You're right, mused the king, looking worried. Prince Igor stops at nothing, as we know. Another silence settled over the group. 
everyone was remembering the time when the king and queen's own daughter, the Princess Rachenda, had been captured by the evil prince and his cronies. We need to know more about this prophecy, said Zeli. How can we find out more information? You must go to the great library of Sandopolis, said Queen Aurelia. I can give you a pass so the hidden ones will let you in, the king added. There you can search for information about the prophecy, but it will not be easy. As I said, we've discovered that there is a spy there. Information has been being leaked for a long time. You sleuths are the perfect investigators, said the Queen with a smile. No one will notice some curious children asking questions, but the alarm would definitely be raised if we sent royal representatives or tried to investigate officially. The sleuths agreed, and, as always, were excited to start investigating a new mystery. Later, there was a formal council meeting where the following official announcement was made. Axel Larsen, or Hector as we know him, will take his rightful place as a member of the royal family. Everyone shook Hector's hand warmly. So, Axel, said Sam, grinning broadly, how are you finding your new name? I've asked the king if I can stick with Hector, to be honest, Hector replied, smiling back. It feels so strange to suddenly become Axel. But I'm keeping Larson in honour of my family. Instead of Hector the cabin boy, it's Hector Larson. I like it, Zelly and Zav chorused enthusiastically. I'm glad you're sticking with Hector, said Sophie. You wouldn't feel like you if we had to start calling you Axel. Well, Hector Larson, I reckon you've earned the right to be one of the super sleuths too, announced Milo, and Rafa the monkey gave a chatter of agreement. I would love that, declared Hector. Richenda and I can be the first royal detectives. Elementary, cried Zav at the top of his voice. My dear Watson, everyone shouted, and they burst out laughing. But Hector, what are you going to do about Prince Igor stealing Frenchtown from you? asked Sam, once they had all stopped giggling. After all, King Lucio says you're the rightful heir. I've been thinking about that, said Hector, a serious expression on his face. I would like to win my people back, if I can, and if they would like me to. I also want to look into forming a navy as a way of regaining my kingdom. I've learnt so much about ships on the Golden Ram, it would be a shame to waste that knowledge. I'm sure the people of Frenchtown would welcome you back cried Sophie enthusiastically. Yes, after all, they hated living under Prince Igor and his watchers, added Milo. Everyone was miserable. Speaking of which, what's happening to all the evil ones? asked Sam. Captain Jet had joined them, and he answered. Count Zudo is to be banished with all his family. Just banished? cried Zav indignantly. After what they did to Zelie and Hector? Well, the king feels they've been punished enough, especially as the Countess Rosina has lost her magic, replied the captain. With her neutralised, they're no threat anymore. I wouldn't be too sure about that, said Zelie quietly. The Countess is not to be underestimated, Captain Jet. I must say, I agree with you, said the captain gravely. But the king has spoken, and after all, it is better to be a merciful ruler than a vengeful one. The children could see the truth in this, 
though Sally was still very worried that the Countess Rosina remained at liberty. Gurgo Kantuti, Zudo and Rosina's sons, has proven his loyalty to King Lucio and will become a searcher, continued the captain. Excellent! Oh, he deserves it. He'll make a good searcher, said Sam. The searchers were the new policemen of Sandopolis and were sent on missions to put a stop to those who were up to no good and who challenged the peace. Poor Gurgo certainly had a lot of experience of evil growing up in that family, added Zav, and they all laughed. The sluice and the captain were then summoned back into the royal presence chamber. King Lucio and Queen Aurelia smiled at them. The king looked at Zelly. You sleuths deserve a reward, he said, his eyes twinkling. What shall it be? A holiday in Red Cove for us all, Zelly replied without hesitation. Pa has perfected his new invention, the air surfer. It hovers above the ground and transports you places in the blink of an eye. He's made one for each of us and we can learn to use them at the beach. Can Hector and Rochenda join us? Of course, smiled the king. Hector, you are also to be given a gift to welcome you into our extended royal family. We present you with a sloop of your own, as you've been so used to being at sea. Thank you, sire, exclaimed Hector, his eyes shining. It will belong to us all. I will call it the Golden Sloop, named after the Golden Ram and my happy times aboard her. Everyone clapped and cheered. Later that day, the super sleuths were all in Red Cove. They went for their usual horse rides each morning. Hector was as good as the rest of them after his experience riding horses in the desert. They all enjoyed learning how to use the air surfers, although they fell off a lot at first. It's really hard to get your balance, cried Zav, as he landed on the floor for the umpteenth time. It's like water surfing just in the air, said Sophie, who was the first of them to manage to stay upright. Keep down low at first, before trying to stand up fully. With practice, they all got the hang of it and spent a brilliant afternoon racing each other on their air surfers from one end of the beach to the other. Sun warmed and relaxed, their shoes full of sand, the children enjoyed every minute of their holiday. However, it was soon time to get back on the case. Later that week, Zav, Milo and Zelly went to the Great Library. They used the passes given to them by the king to get in and pretended to look through the many old books and parchments as if they were just curious about Sandlandia's history. After several hours of searching through dusty books, they'd found nothing significant. Any secret information's not going to be here in the main library, muttered Milo. No, agreed Zelly, frowning. There must be a secret area, whispered Zav. Let's watch the Hidden Ones and see where they go. The Hidden Ones were the elderly scholars who spent all their lives in the library. Their skin looked as wrinkled as the ancient parchment they spent all their days poring over. And when they spoke at all, it was in hushed whispers, as if the books they worked with were sacred. Having watched the Hidden Ones covertly for a while, Milo whispered, I think Gabandi is the one to watch. Hmm, yes, I agree, nodded Sally, peeping up at the wizened old man who was almost hidden behind a mountain of books at a nearby desk. He was sweating slightly and looked nervous and was continually glancing up at the children suspiciously. 
Good job we have Anna, Zelly added, and she whispered instructions to her parrot. Zelly had made Anna invisible, so the bird could investigate where the sleuths could not go. Anna, follow Gabandi and see what you can find. Gabandi had stood up and slowly shuffled to the end of the vast room. He turned a corner, but Anna was behind him. She watched silently as the old man pulled out a knob of wood attached to the side of a bookcase. The whole wall of books pivoted down the middle to reveal a secret area of parchments. Anna stared, wide-eyed. Gabandi appeared to know what he was looking for. With no hesitation, he pulled out a piece of cracked yellow parchment and turned to press the wooden knob once more, concealing the hidden shelf again. Just as he was about to put the parchment in an inside pocket of his cloak, Anna the parrot had swooped down, seized it in her beak and flown off. Stop! Stop! yelled Gabandi in his cracked voice, but he was shouting at the air. The parrot was fast and she fluttered round the corner into the main library in the blink of an eye, giving the parchment to Zelly, who hid it immediately in a pocket inside her cloak. When a wheezing Gabandi tottered round the corner once more, gesturing wildly, the sleuths were all sitting exactly as he had left them, reading quietly. Gabandi looked very distressed and was muttering urgently to one of the other scholars. The three sleuths continued to read for another ten minutes without a care in the world. They were worried that if they got up to leave straight away, it would look suspicious. At a signal from Zav, they yawned, stretched and slowly packed their things away. At the desk, their bags were checked for any papers, but the parchment was safely hidden away in Zelly's secret pocket, so it was not discovered. As the three of them were about to leave the library, they heard a shout behind them. Wait! A voice called. It was the ancient scholar who had checked their bags. Zelly, Zav and Milo froze, their hearts thudding in their chests. Had they been found out? You forgot this? The little old man said, holding out Zav's pencil. Relief flooded the sleuths. Oh, thank you, gasped Zav, and they turned and walked out of the huge doors into the sunlight. Immediately, they made for Nika's ship, which was moored in Sandopolis port. We need somewhere safe after that scare, said Zav, still feeling a bit shaky. They climbed aboard and went straight to Nika's cabin. Well, hello, me hearties, a warm voice greeted them. What have you been up to? Nika, we have the details of the prophecy, Zav cried. Well, we hope we do, added Milo. Nika's eyes gleamed with curiosity. Well, what are you waiting for? she asked. Open it and see. Zelly gulped. She knew that she was a part of this prophecy, and so was Hector. And one other person was involved. Who were they? This could be the moment when all would be revealed. Slowly, with a shaking hand, Zelly opened the parchment and spread it on the desk. What? asked Zav in dismay, bending closer to the parchment. What does it say? I can't read it. Neither can I, said Zelly, feeling crestfallen. 
What language is it? asked Milo. I don't know, cried Zav in frustration. What a waste, sighed Zelly. She felt close to tears. How could they be so near to discovering the prophecy yet so far? Wait a minute, me hearties, said Nika quietly, bending over the parchment and reading it intently. Don't lose hope quite yet. The sleuth stared at her. This is Spanish, Nika continued, her eyes still fixed on the ancient parchment. The sleuth looked at her blankly. Spanish, Nika continued, is one of the old languages from the old times. Can you read it? asked Milo eagerly. I'm afraid not, replied Nika, shaking her head. I recognize some of the words, but I can't read it. As a language, it's died out now, one of the many things from the old time which is lost to us. Oh no, cried Zav, this is unbelievable. What are we going to do? Wait a second, young sailor, said Nika calmly, her eyes twinkling. I can't read it, but I know someone who can. A silence descended on the cabin as this news sunk in. You know someone who can read Spanish from the old times, repeated Zelly breathlessly. Yes, indeed, me hearty, smiled Nika. They are in the Sugar Islands. Well, we must take this to them, said Zelly decisively. Milo had been thinking, his brow furrowed. Nika, if you know this is Spanish, you must have recognised some of the words even if you can't read it. Nika grinned at him in admiration. Too right I did, Milo. Nice detective work there. Milo beamed. I do recognise two names, said Nika, pointing at the parchment. El Zocco and Cosima. Who are they? asked Zav. They were involved in the royal court many years ago, she replied. And I do know one word in Spanish. She pointed again at the ancient writing. Ella. The third child in the prophecy is a girl. Thanks for listening. We really hoped you enjoyed Super Sleuth's Book 6, The Cabin Boy's Secret. Leave us a review and tell us who your favourite character is. The Sleuths will be back with another adventure in the new year. But before then, join us for a Christmas special. Imagination Library's version of A Christmas Carol. Look out for the episodes this Christmas. See you next time.